live from Tapeworm Studios. Welcome to another episode of the Tapeworms Podcast. So on this episode, I'm so gratefully joined by the one and only Josh Fasil, a videographer and photographer coming out of the Monterey Bay area. What's up, Josh? How we doing? Tapeworms. <laughs> so glad to be on the show, Anthony. Thanks for uh, having me on uh, Tapeworm Studio here. It's a, it's a blessing. It's an honor. Can't wait for a, for a good show here. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm glad you're on. Uh it's it's been a little while. So how about let's see. When was the last time we met up? I think it was around a l- last year. Either way, we're both have a a very keen interest on music, but also photography specifically film photography uh i think we both sort of got into it around the same time um do you want to talk about a a little bit about that yeah before uh before i get into anything uh let me kind of a quick backstory back in uh i want to say 2015 me and anthony here uh took a little what was it hey uh like a not an intro to computer class, like an intro to. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry about that. It was a digital arts class, Photoshop mostly, and that was our first really uh, friendship. We, we like sat almost right next to each other, and that was uh, a great, great way that the bond started. And ever since then, we also made music videos that that year and. Uh, yeah, you were my actor and uh, collaborator too. And then now, fast forward, almost like what is it, four years now? It's it's interesting uh, that we're back here again talking. So yeah, thanks for sticking along. Um, yeah. So for the listeners, I guess we could talk about the those music videos. Yeah, so uh, I think the first one we made, yeah, the one that we specifically made together was Channels. Yeah, it was like a, this is going into my early stuff, but like it was basically us, uh, was this the one filmed at the Mother Son Dance? (laughs) <laughs> or is it the one filmed, uh, was that the second one? Okay. Okay, then the first one was, uh, like, the fight. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so, we, in this digital art class, we basically got to do a, a Photoshop lesson of the day, and once we were done, we kind of just got to fool around on the computers and, and do whatever, so, uh, I had the idea of just using that time to make some just filming. So I had this idea for the 
a computer sort of like a love story between a computer but the computer is wanting to hack the school or it doesn't want to the person typing doesn't want to you want to Josh Josh wants to hack the school and <laughs> and uh I think the computer doesn't want it to be hacked but it, it eventually blows up and then <laughs> and then Ryan Reed is like hey man don't like that was messed up you shouldn't have done that and um then you guys get in a fight and you win the fight you beat him yeah so i mean <coughs> first off like i signed up for this just for shits like i thought it would be pretty cool to be in a, in a video i'd never been in a video before so anthony was like hey let's let's shoot this video and whatnot but long story short i guess we uh i guess i ended up winning the fight and so it's like a bad guy so main protagonist is the bad guy i guess and he kind of he he's the winner, and it follows up. You have a, a skateboard yeah, I have a skateboard that I beat up Ryan Reed. Ryan Reed, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll do that again if I have to. But um, uh, <laughs> that follow up video was like a a pre, like it was like a pre uh, what's it called like a prequel. a prequel to the to the original video, and that video was kind of me falling starting to fall in love with the computer, I think, and. I played frisbee on the field trying to get my mind off the computer that was my girl but mm. I couldn't couldn't do it. I kept coming back to this lady and um this yeah. computer lady but yeah, I don't know. It was it was just weird. I'll, it, another thing I want to add, I just want to thank Anthony Protus for uh getting me into all of this. I mean, I was never really into anything before all this like music and well, I wouldn't say music but like videos and videography and photography and he kind of opened up my eyes and my mind to to a lot of this. So uh a big shout out to that guy and it's something a, a a hobby and passion I'll forever have in my life. It's uh it's definitely awesome. So appreciate oh, it. Th- thanks, Josh. That's I'm glad that I I I mean it's it's just all collaborative, you know. It's cool because I I remember after the music videos, you like soon after started making uh, basketball like edit edits and and like highlight tapes and i mean i think they got pretty popular right yeah i think for a minute there uh once i dropped like jamari's second highlight reel that kind of popped off but just that whole experience was a lot of fun i might have not been the best but i mean it was just so fun being able to do all that but yeah they 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 popped off for a minute there but i kind of kind of didn't start kind of stopped making videos well it it's cool at last it's like Cause you can, you can like make videos and, and once you start, it's like, who knows when you can continue making them, you know? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, that that's something that I'll carry on with me forever. Just making videos like that and taking pictures like that. Yeah, dude. Who knows when, when we'll have our next music video. You should totally come down and make a tape for video with us. We're always interested. Yeah, I actually want to uh, call Ryan Re- Ryan Rita back up and uh, make maybe a, a a a sequel to that last video. Or I don't know. We should definitely make another video though sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm thinking another thing besides music. I mean, we 
yeah, I said film photography. Going back to film photography, that's another thing that we share in common. Um, what kind of camera do you have or use? So I shoot a uh, Minolta A700. I prefer Fujifilm, recommended by uh, Anthony Protus himself. Follow our accounts at Protus and at Roy Riddle. Great photography you can find there. Uh, but yeah, those are. I think that Minolta I have is fucking priceless like it, you, you you can take pictures of that and it's timeless like the way it looks and the way it prints out you can say that about anthony's photography too i mean there's a reason why people take f- film photography still and it's because it just looks absolutely timeless like classic yeah exactly it's i know my camera's from the 80s but it's still like when oh mine's a nikon l35 and it's all autofocus, so there's nothing. It's funny because I like there to be limits. So the only thing that you can be in control of is there's like this little indicator of like how far you can see, how how far and what's like the depth of field, and that's it. And I just like I like it because it's you know small and compact and everything and. Also, like another thing, why people still do film photography and why I like it is because you take a picture and you can't see how it looks. You know, you you uh, you have to wait and see it. That's that moment of uh, anticipation is just it's it's fucking beautiful. Like just just being able to feel that and it's like delayed gratification, right? Exactly, delayed gratification. You pinpointed that. Like that's literally what it is. You know, just being able to see it after two weeks of of uh, what it looked just being being able to see the pictures after two weeks of taking the pictures are yeah. just awesome. It's it's like that time in between. It's like you can't see it instantly, and there's something about you know digital photography or iPhone photography or just, I think like I don't know. I want to get too pretentious, but like you know, culture today that's all about fast paced and like instant. Yeah. I need to see it, and with film, it's there's there's uh something lost in the in the digital age that analog why i think analog is still around and still popular and is like getting more and more popular is because there's there's a delayed gratification and there's like something human about it i i uh it's funny because the difference between film and digital is is that in in digital it's by pixels right so it's each one is has the information is all a single pixel and you know you know 1920 by 1080 those are all pixels but in in film how it works is that it's all like silver halide chemicals so it's not pixels at all each one of them is a moving piece of of silver and it's like all natural gelatin and like when you take a picture it's it's still moving like so that thing that little pixel that's not even a pixel it's a silver halide it's still moving so i think that's what gives you know those that film aesthetic is that it's not necessarily blurry but it's almost breathing and each single each single part of the picture has has a life to it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, not exactly. Like you know. I've theorized this of kind of a lot, but like I've almost I've almost made a documentary about it too. Just like I'm I'm fascinated by it and it's it's pretty cool, but you have a cool picture on your Instagram with Clay Thompson, right? Yeah, uh shout out Clay Thompson. I'm not a Warrior fan. <laughs> I'm a Clipper fan. But I mean, yeah, stand up act. I, uh, the pictures I turned, I took actually turned out really well. I was really surprised with myself. So, yeah, it was awesome. He was he was nice enough to let me uh, snap a few pics of him, and he's just a stand up act, that guy. So, like, tell the story. Like, how'd you meet him? So, um, I work at a Monterey Peninsula Country Club out in Pebble Beach, California. Shout out MPCC. Shout out Mark Zilke if you're listening. <laughs> um, 11th best country club in the u.s not to flex on you guys but it, it it's <laughs> i so i pretty much long story short he came he came on january 1st and uh he was playing golf and i came up to him and uh talked to him for a bit and said hey what are you doing for what'd you do for new year's and just told me a few things but uh yeah he i pretty much got my minolta out and i was like hey is it cool if i take a few pictures of you i'm an aspiring photographer and it mean a lot to me and he was super cool. He dapped me up, and uh, he was like, hey, as long as you don't get my shoes in there, because he's signed to another con- contract, oh. you know? He signed to, it like, an Asian stupid contract, but he was wearing Nikes. He was like, all right, as long as you don't get my shoes in there, you're you're chilling. You can take pics. So, yeah, he was cool enough to let me take pics. That guy's huge in real life. So, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. How was his golf game? He's kind of shitty. I could probably spank him, but... <laughs> I mean, he kind of his his shots are actually pretty good. I'd say he, on the range at least they were uh, they were going pretty straight. It kind of looked like he was catching a few fat, but yeah, I mean he's he's a pretty good golfer. I think he's only been playing for two three years maybe. I think I know Curry's a lot better. Oh, yeah. Curry's a stripe show. Yeah, that's cool. Hopefully, you what you said about his shoes. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this and it sues us. That would <laughs> <laughs> be Clay for listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just exposed him, dude. Well, hopefully his Chinese company doesn't really see this either or listen to this. Yeah, true. Um, cool. Uh, so why don't you like the Warriors? What's what's wrong with them? Well, you know, I kind of that hatred kind of died down. If you know me, you know that it's, it's something I don't like are the Warriors. But um, I don't know. I I think in twenty. You can call it 2013, 2014, but when they won their first championship, for sure, they, I don't know, everyone just kind of hopped on the bandwagon out of nowhere. It's its just annoying to call call yourself a fan when you just hopped on when they won the championship. For all I know, they could all be fans somehow, some way, all eight million of them just coming out of nowhere, but I don't know. I, I just think it's really annoying for them to pop out of the blue and claim to be a fan. It's just kind of overwhelming to do that and kind of stupid, but... I don't know, it's 2018, and they're still winning championships, so at this point, it's just, I can't really do much. It's exhausting. It's a fucking exhausting to keep up with this shit, man, seriously. Yeah. Well, why do you think bandwagons are, like, why do you think they're looked down upon? Or why do you think people, I mean, people obviously want to be a fan just to, you know, be part of something bigger, but there's, you know, that whole thing, Fairweather fans, when they're doing good. And uh, I don't know. Do you see yourself as like a loyal fan? And and it how like is there a way that it should be? Do you think? Well, 
loyal fan, I I don't know. I to be honest, I haven't even been following basketball too much recently, so I can't call myself a true, hundred percent loyal Clipper fan. You know, I can't really tell you much about that. But the way it should be, I don't think I, there's no other way it should be. You know, I feel like if the world's gonna go around, there's gonna have to be people that hop onto this bandwagon or mm-hmm. hop onto this. Uh, I air quoted bandwagon. Yeah, I hop. I I don't know. There, it just has to be that way. I feel like people have to follow a trend, a, a new trend, in order to keep things moving in this world. I feel like I don't know, just something that I think. What, what kind of wh- who do you root for? Warriors, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, just growing up in the area, I was always a Warriors fan, and I don't know. I I it's weird though because ever since I've moved to LA and I assume most of our listeners are from Los Angeles like there's these new teams the Rams just moved down there and the Chargers too um my drummer our drummer Cesar he's a huge Chargers fan wears a Chargers hat all the time he's a great drummer too (laughs) he's so I've gotten into the Chargers oddly enough but it's weird I know this isn't a sports podcast but (laughs) but uh um yeah it's like since the rams are so good that the Chargers are now like the like the low-key team and so i like the chargers i mean i, I like the raiders too um are they, are they moving to vegas? they're moving to vegas too so yeah there's all that but i don't know sports teams and bands there there's a lot in common you know there's there's a positions like a quarterback is like the vocalist or the songwriter and like the drummer is like the the lineman keeping it the backbone there's some good good analogies there maybe <laughs> but uh <laughs> trying to transition it back into the indie scene some more because this but <laughs> one thing uh that's cool about those teams though is that they're getting uh new stadium like right like in Inglewood right and wait you you've been down there recently right or yeah I'd say so I'm actually from the uh LA South Bay area shout out Torrance California um a lot of my family's down there I I have been there fairly recently I don't are they remodeling are they making is it where the forum's at is that yeah it's right next to the forum it'll be ready in like 2020 i think god that's so that's so long i feel like even though that's probably about a year it got delayed i thought it was gonna be this year and i was thinking like cool it's my senior year of college i can now uh like go to a game and it's literally just a few miles away yeah Yeah, well you'll still be there down there yeah i'll I'll still be down there not sure where but (laughs) i'll be down there yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know the forum it's a beautiful stadium. That parking lot's really cool too. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the apartments like literally right next to it, like the street over. Like I have family that live like right there, so they hear all that bullshit. And oh, I, yeah. and I know my uh, my cousin went to high school with um, Sharif O'Neal, like Crossroads mm-hmm. High School. So yeah. I don't know, just some fun facts for you guys. Just want to share that with you. Yeah, one of our biggest fans uh, of the tapeworms and my my roommate actually, Freddie. He's from Torrance as well, and and uh, I mean it's a he likes it, but uh, uh, he, yeah, he goes to LMU. So. 
No, he lives he lives with me okay. in in uh West LA um LAX area LMU area. But uh yeah, he's from Torrance and I've been to his place a few times and I mean I like it. It's 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 interesting because LA is like like it's super it's it's like fragmented. I don't know. The w- that's the way I've always thought of it. It's like there's you can be driving just and it's like there's pockets of places where it seems like it's going on forever and then you're like <laughs> in a completely different area that's completely different and but but it's literally like like in a flip of a switch almost it can be like that and so I just think it's like fragmented like it's crazy I feel like uh, I'm trying to think of two cities that are like that like I know I wouldn't say South Central but yeah I guess South Central and like Culver City are like I feel like you kind of cross a line and it's all the houses are almost a little bit different like yeah like especially near like there's a Sony Studios right in Culver City and my landlord is actually from Culver City and he hasn't like a we have to drop off our rent at his place every month and like he lives up on a hill in Culver City and it's yeah it's a nice ass house and like also in Culver City I, I used to get my film photography there in, in Culver City and it was in a not a it was a crappy it was a I don't know why I kept going there for so long it was further than where I go now and more expensive too I just was dumb and thought it was a better deal um but it was like it was weird because it was such a small parking lot and like you just see like weird people at at I don't know but um yeah, especially like uh, I don't know where I was talking about like the near where the stadium's being built in Inglewood. Like there's there's Randy's Donuts <laughs> and good, and you just keep on going east and more Ingl- into Inglewood. But you get closer to the coast, and it's yeah, it's Manchester. Yeah, and you just keep on going west and then it's uh like like the beaches and then you keep g- you go south yeah i mean we're talking about la a lot then yeah so much culture and just that that city stands out so much just oh my god I, I, yeah just great culture so much everywhere yeah well not saying yeah but monterey is pretty cool too <laughs> definitely not culture <laughs> yeah no yeah seriously yeah, it's definitely a beautiful city, though, to, to live in. It was the first capital, fun fact, fun history of of the uh, state of California, that it was the first capital of California. Yeah, and there's a, <laughs> there's a pretty cool wharf, huh? <laughs> the wharf is uh, quite <laughs> ar- extraordinary, I gotta say, just... Yeah. So many tourists always looking for it. You can't miss it though. You you just gotta head far enough west and you'll 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 hit it. Trust me, you'll hit it. Well, c- coming out of right field here, bro. Just going back to music. Uh-huh. 
top three albums of all time if if you had a kind of a tough question but if you had to lump something together is this like is this like what i would the three albums i would bring on a on a desert island so okay on a desert island oh okay i'll try to mix it up i'll do huh then do top three movies after your top three Ah, okay. Okay, so I I I'll I'll try to vary the genre. Also, let me let me look through my music too. Okay, one that came to my mind like right away was the Beatles White Album. Um I have it on vinyl, but I think I like the Beatles, but I, I think that one specific specifically cuz it's long. <laughs> so if I was stranded on a desert, then it, I I mean it's still though if I only had three but either way uh, so I do white album I'd probably do something like really ambient and chill I'd say uh, Brian Eno uh, music for airports it's like it's like a four song album and it's like each song's like twenty minutes or something and it's just very ambient and you just play it in the background and then oof <laughs> i just do the playlist uh the chill lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to <laughs> can i do that one <laughs> does that count that counts that definitely counts yeah so i just have that no uh what's another good record an actual record. Uh, no, nah, okay, I'll just do those three. I don't. Yeah. I could. I could go on and on. Okay, movies. I have to give it like, I have to give it up for Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, his last film he made before he passed. That's a huge inspiration for me and especially in uh the music video we just made you'll uh you guys and josh you'll see it soon um huge inspiration that's number one stanley kubrick uh second one i'd have to say oh what's another okay this movie i just watched recently and it's i also can't stop thinking about it it's called jean dealman 23 commerce way brussels belgium and the movie is almost four hours long and it's about a woman a widow in belgium so it's a it's a foreign film and most of the time she's doing housework like cleaning uh, showering, cooking, dinner, and I've never seen a movie like it. And it, it could be. It's at times it's like completely, like boring to watch. If it can be if you don't know, but if you like, the more you watch it and like kind of, uh, like read it into it, it's like a really powerful film. Uh. And it ends really crazy. Like, the ending 
is kind of violent and it's it's almost yeah it's a weird movie and then third movie um i have to do something like just something with will ferrell probably elf it's a christmas time so i tried to watch elf the other night and i couldn't find it on any streaming service and i didn't want to get it on itunes or anything so i was just like damn i want i really want to watch elf right now but i can't so yeah those are my three you would think a movie like that would be so easy to find it like right? on one two three movies.com or okay i don't we don't promote the use of uh illegal illicit yeah. movie production i'm i used to do that but i don't know i was my laptop you can see right now is has like this weird line through it so like i don't like really watching movies on it i usually watch watch it on other things but um yeah i i've i'm trying to be a a good person and not stream movies especially if i'm like trying to make them it's like bad karma you know 100 percent. yeah what goes around comes around i feel like All right, so. moving you your top three albums in movies <coughs> i don't know that's kind of tough i was looking through the the music list here i think right off the bat though pink floyd dark star of the moon mm. i've i've listened to that album hours on end that's just beautiful to say the least um Drake. You know, we got a we got some Drizzy up in here, the little baby. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. this this song Drip Too Hard by Lil Baby is actually a bang. That's I that song I played on repeat like so much uh when it came out or soon after a few weeks after. So that's Lil Baby spit some fire. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, um I mean Michael Jackson essential top twenty five essentials. I my favorite artist of all time. I don't know what my third one would be. Probably probably another Floyd album or maybe even a Drake album, who knows? But I don't know. That that's tough. I I yeah, probably probably animals by Pink Floyd just off the top here. Or the wall. Yeah. I really like that song by Pink Floyd. Um that it's off the metal Emmy metal. Um Oh, pull it up. It's no, pull it up right now. Fearless, fearless. That, yeah, it's probably my favorite song by them. Yeah, that guitar, uh, like intro is that heavy. Good, I, I love that. Uh, movies though, as far as that's concerned, Pulp Fiction. I mean, you you really can't overlook that. As as mainstream of an answer that might be, is great. Great movie. Uh, Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock. Also a great movie. Um. Donnie Darko, oh, l- love that movie. It's funny because I remember in eleventh grade that digital arts class, you uh, you brought up to me. You're like, "Have you ever seen Donnie Darko?" And I was like, "What the hell is it? what the hell is a Donnie Darko?" And you pulled up a picture of the bunny, and I was like, "Whoa, that's fucking scary." Yeah. But you told me it wasn't scary, and a few years later, I ended up watching it. Great movie, great movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not scary, but it, I mean, it's kind of, but it's like. This weird vibes, creepy, like it just feels it's like this suburbia mixed with like some really gothic haunted haunted material. Yeah, to those who have not seen the movie, definitely highly recommend. It won't scare you but it'll definitely uh interest you, pique your interest for sure. So Yeah, mind fuck to say the least. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh 
Pulp Fiction's cool. Uh, I have you ever looked on uh, YouTube and seen like making of videos of it? Yeah, there's one for Pulp Fiction that's pretty cool, and uh, just like going, like the producers of it, and like even the, all the actors for it uh, are all in on Quentin Tarantino. He's he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the second one you said? Rear window. Oh yeah, Hitchcock. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's he's probably like the the godfather of 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 modern filmmaking right like like uh north by northwest um vertigo i have a crazy story about vertigo so and it's timely so i was so that part of that is filmed at san juan batista Mission, yeah, and in San Francisco too. So, have you seen Vertigo or no? I don't think so. so it's it's around it's kind of later in his career, but same same actor as uh, yeah Jimmy Stewart, and he basically this is so like the end of the movie in Vertigo, he. His love interest falls off the bell tower at the mission in San Juan Batista. And so there's a lot of stuff. I was just there. So the last time I was there was nearly a year ago because this is where it gets kind of mystical, religious. So every winter solstice and sunrise, it just so happens that as the sun rises, it beams down through the church like the windows of the church beaming directly through them lighting up the altar of the church on winter solstice every year and so it's like there's this whole procession and people got up at like five in the morning and go over there and get their picture taken at the altar and that's what i did last year and it just so happens that uh like just past there's like a little diner near near the near the uh mission and there's a portrait of Hitchcock on the on the diner just because he's like a, he he's part of the history there but even weirder <laughs> is that later that day I went up to to San Francisco with my girlfriend after the th- after the mission and then we went to like it was already planned we went to Legion of Honor which is this a museum where Vertigo was also filmed which we didn't even wow. know and even weirder there was an exhibit about Vertigo at the Legion of Honor that's, that's <laughs> gnarly wow what yeah. are the odds yeah it's crazy how Hitchcock and then just to cap it off we like we watched Vertigo later that night cool that's awesome and i yeah and i feel like hitchcock he he has like kind of like that darker theme to music or to movies i'd say and just that whole idea that you that is kind of dark how you kind of how those two things kind of cross paths that way and came full circle that way that's crazy and the movie itself is very trippy like there's ever since the movie came out there's a technique called the vertigo effect and which is like the uh 
it's when you're like you dolly in but you zoom out and it's like this like the whole you know vertigo it's like what you have is like this whole foreground and background shifting and it's cool how he was like experimental in that way but also like a he was a pioneer but also one of the like the greatest like filmmakers of this time and of history and like classic hollywood cinema i know continuing that like taking uh film studies in high school our teacher uh mr Viarango, shout out if you're listening <laughs> he showed us a lot of hitchcock and and yeah we watched rear window uh that movie with tom cruise uh Min- minority report also a great movie yeah minority report one of my favorites uh Shrek 2 and 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not tr- no, he showed us a lot of Hitchcock to start it off. and Yeah, and he showed us a bunch of different films and genres. and Like, I, th- I knew going into high school or college that, or senior year of high school, that I didn't know what major. But after taking that class, like, I knew I wanted to do film making and how it can really be a a full industry um we yeah because later that that semester we also made films of our own too this one i remember yours yours had like some scooby-doo element right so that that second semester film was actually thrown together probably in literally two hours three hours we kind of just fucked around all semester and you know, I think for what we, well, for what we made it out of, for what we had, we made it pretty well. I'd say just for a shitty movie, but for that first semester film, we we did pretty well. I think uh, our 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 top our like subject of the movie was of this guy uh, who comes home and he wants to hide a bad grade from his parents because the teacher gave him a bad grade. So the, remi- just a little side note: the whole movie's not there's no sa- there's no audio, there's no like voices. It's like just music. So the guy comes home and it's all it's all based on like body language and long story short uh the parent finds out he had a bad grade and the, like the last line of the the last scene of the movie is the teacher the only words is Zach Tamani goes hey shiny man gave me the wrong test score and that's the end of the movie and gave him an A but yeah I don't know what what was your what were your movies I remember it was also kind of similar like it was also at Fort Order yeah so. We, yeah, it was like first semester we make one, second semester we, we make another. The first one, it was uh, our, my good friend Alonzo. He directed the first one, and it was based in our friend Adrian Mendoza's father's store in Las Lomas. The m- title of the movie was Las Lomas, and it was at robbery. I played a cashier, and... <laughs> It was yeah, <laughs> a lot of music involved too, and it was it was fun to make. And then the second one that I directed and wrote was called The Veteran, shot in Fort Ord, and yeah, that was like a, another mystery sort of. It was the same group, yeah. So Alonzo and me, and it was it was Jerry Flores, Adrian Mendoza, and. Maciel Buelna. That was our group, and we made a a film together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 
it's cool because I still kind of keep that that uh that vibe going with me just like making movies with my friends like with me the music videos or anything that I make it's just it's just like it's for fun but it's also serious it's like uh There's just no like, uh, you're yeah you're doing it for all fun, but you're taking everything serious. Like there's no ulti- ultimatum. It's just just for fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like the big studio system. There's like r- taking it really seriously, and there's a lot of money on the line too. But when it's just your friends and you're making it for little to no budget, you like. Yes, you want to create something that you're proud of, but you, like for me, especially when I'm directing, it's you want to have a good time, and it's like the process of making the the project itself in itself is 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 an experience, and so yeah, sometimes that I like the process of it more than the actual product, but I'm just weird like that, like like. My main goal is just to try to make sure everyone is having a good time and ha- is happy on set when I'm directing and like I'm sure I'll have my vision and then the actors will have their own and I'm sure there'll be some tensions or creative differences but it's it's the process and you know I think in our very first episode of this podcast our uh, good friend Harmon he said trust the process <laughs> Joel Embiid Shout out Joel Embiid <laughs> Yeah um. journey, not the destination. It's the journey not the destination You know it's all about Not where you're going but How you're getting there Exactly, exactly. Yeah it's I think Going like with my band and, and this podcast And just like you know Our listeners are probably Kind of our age or s- you know it's like i mean we hear it time and time again but i I feel like it needs to be reiterated just it's it's the journey you know it's we only have one life to live and and if you're stressing out over something that you you know in hindsight could be really really um important but if you're stressing out too much just take a step back and and know that it's trust the process and trust yourself and it can be hard sometimes but yeah so who are your favorite artists right now Protus? um like musically or directors musically i don't know if this is kind of a I've been like I've been listening to a lot of folk and country music <laughs> recently. Really? Like no jot ja- like I've been listening to Bob Dylan, um like Bright Eyes. Yeah, not a little bit of John Denver, not so much. Uh <laughs> dude, who knows he's I feel like John Denver's ghost is like in Monterey still. He he died out here, right? I think he he like took a plane out here and then crashed in the mountains or something. What's the whole? 
He crashed in PG in like the the ocean. How how did that go? He was in in an airplane. He It's crazy cuz in a previous episode with Zach, he was going to name a band called John Denver's Airplane. And <laughs> that was like an edgy band name. But <laughs> he died in Monterey County. He was I read it up on Wikipedia like shortly after that and yeah, his, it was a freak accident, and his plane crashed in the Monterey Bay. Yeah, I, for those who don't know, uh, John Denver is the artist who made the song Country Roads, a big meme nowadays, but actually a really good artist. Uh, she got introduced to him as a child. My mom used to play his music in the car, and I don't know, he's actually really good. But yeah, that's so sad how he kind of just died that way. And I think Bob Dylan died out like in Morgan Hill, Wait. Or something, not Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the first, the first person you said. Who was that first person you said? Not Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's alive. Uh, you, that first artist you just said before. You're like, I listen to folk and country music, and I was like, oh, like who? You said Bob Dylan, country. There was one. Okay, there was someone that died out here so in a on a in a motorcycle accident. Really? Yeah, I swear to God, he's pretty big. I kind of want to Google this. I don't know what yeah. to. I don't know what to Google. I'll talk about more. Yeah, <laughs> motor Morgan Hill motorcycle accident. <laughs> um, no, I'll talk about more music. Um, yeah, I've been listening to. Yeah, I don't know why, but growing up in this area like Salinas, I've kind of just put away, put aside country music. But there's something about it. I don't know, like something. I'm, american about it and something like americana and it it tells a story i feel like country songs tell a story a a lot really well um sure people hate like trust me like i didn't like it for the longest of time i thought it was the most corniest genre there is but i don't know just driving back and just listening to it's like always on the radio no matter what there's there's something uh sort of uh interesting about how you know it's almost always the same story of how so so they say uh if you were to rewind a country song, you get your truck back, your girl back, and your dog back. <laughs> and it's true because, I mean, yeah, they do tell that same story all the time. But it, it, I hate to say it as a black man in this country, but, yeah, country is actually not too bad, I got to say. I'm going to, I'm going to a Tim McGraw concert this summer, <laughs> and I'm pretty excited, I got to say. Uh, highly recommend the song over and over for those who are hybrid country slash rapper with Nelly. Yes! <laughs> I love that song. That song's so good. I forgot about yeah, over and over again. Yeah, so good. Such a great song. Oh my god, Tim McGraw kills that thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that like our childhood. At least for me, I remember listen wa- watching the music video for that on VH1 Top 40 or Top 20 music videos, and I thought that was just like crazy and but yeah like i don't know something about country music and the way it's yeah truck back yeah even like all about the bar and getting drunk it's like everyone it's a way 
it's like a pop culture way that some people just get over some hardships because not to get all deep but like pain is a is something that everyone experiences and suffering and, and like every day everyone experiences loss and even though it might be super you know country music might be just uh sound sonically like you know generic and stuff the lyrical content is often uh something deep about it i, I don't know it's it's weird i'm not like a pop culture theorist or anything but just like it's it's a way to to handle the the pain of being human i speaking of dogs i heard this quote the other day it's um the only difference between a human and a dog is that a dog knows how to be a dog it's it's so true it really is cuz i feel like dogs and humans share like this literally the same loving qualities i mean i think there's something like scientifically proven that shows like something in both of our brains that i don't know there's just like some love that that connect about that but going back to like that country i mean i you're right about how it like kind of dives into our like our our sad part you know kind of covers over that because i feel like today we listen to at least i know i do and a lot of i'm sure a lot of the viewers listen to a lot of rap and it's about you know about glorification and just like oh i'm doing i'm living lavish i'm doing this you know it's kind of good to go back to uh kind of counterbalance that with country and kind of you know (laughs) have a little what's that thing that the uh (laughs) it's like black and white with the two Uh, it's like yin yin and yang it's like yin and yang so i don't know country country's not too bad i guess right it's i'm i'm glad we've uh we found we've met an uh, agreement on that <laughs> yeah absolutely cool yeah there's and it's cool because there's country and this is a country podcast now but there's like you know the the new country i mean i haven't gotten that deep into the country rabbit hole but um have <laughs> you heard uh have you heard uh drunk on a plane by dirk bentley i have not yeah, i don't know why but that song just came up and i like i was i was working and it was just it, there's something catchy about it but there's, something, there's just something catchy about country music period they're just i don't know what it is but i don't it's good though it's not i hate to say it, but it's good it's weird because like if like i wonder what like other countries think about american country music i feel like the stereotypical i feel like other countries look at america and when they think of country it's just like they they'll make fun of us and they'll do that like they'll they'll impersonate a redneck like listening to country music i feel like that's this just the stereotype almost for america is just that southern hillbilly country artist i don't know exactly and even now even now it's there's that song will tracy like a farmer like it's 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 converging in a way i don't there's something about just guitar the guitar as an instrument and acoustic and just sitting by the the campfire with your friends just singing a song yeah it's like nothing synthetic about it you know you listen to music now and it's fucking bunch of computers sounds and stuff but yeah it's country just the bare bones of music you listen to uh the, the acoustic in the back and maybe a piano and the drums it's just it's it's real music 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> Support your troops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we are getting down to it. So we usually finish the podcast with sort of a, a song. But before that, do you want to uh, say anything else on your mind? Yeah. Um, just want to thank Anthony Protus again for uh, having me on the podcast. I can understand it's a little bit long, but I- I'm really excited to see how this turns out. And just want to thank him for granting all these opportunities to me. And I- I'm sure Tapeworm is going to blow up here in the next year or so. And I can't wait to say I was on the podcast and show it to my kids. And the band itself is going gonna, is gonna to pop off any moment here. So. Shout out to Tapeworms, shout out to LA, all the country fans out there, <laughs> Tim McGraw, Ryan Reed, everything, the whole nine yards, so thank you, thank you my friend. Yeah. Cool, so uh, what song would you like to play? Any song? I don't know what the copyright situation is, so it might have to be a, under a copyright, I don't know, but I mean it's not monetized. Yeah, just play it. Um, if if I had to add a song, I'll I'll go back to Pink Floyd here and play uh, "Any Color You Like," "Dark Side of the Moon." Probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Cool. All right, "Any Color You Like," Pink Floyd. Um,
Thanks for listening again to the Tapeworms podcast. Remember to subscribe and donate if you want to. Uh, keep it wormy, and we'll see you next time.